This is a podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. The DWP is looking at changing aspects of personal independence payments. RNIB are campaigning against these changes and are looking for your help. I spoke to Jeff Fimister from RNIB to find out the latest news on the campaign. Well, the consultation period ended on Friday and uh, we got uh, our consultation response in uh, and we did it jointly with nine other visual impairment uh, organisations. So it's from ten of us overall and uh, it sets out the arguments. We think it's a nice convincing case. (laughs) We would say that, wouldn't we? But it is. (laughs) And um, so that's the formal consultation response in it will appear on the website at some stage i don't think it's quite there yet um and uh, the next step is to find out what the dwp says in response to the consultation now obviously what we want them to say is that they uh, have been persuaded by the arguments put forward by all these numerous disability organizations who have all been saying the same as ours um, and that they're not going to go ahead with the changes. But, of course, they may well not do that. They may well come up with uh, one of the options that they proposed and none of which we liked. So the question then will be to try to persuade um, uh, MPs and ministers uh, of our arguments. So that's why we need to keep up the pressure with the campaign. Absolutely. Uh, you know, for those who have just joined this conversation and maybe don't know much about what's been going on, maybe uh, they themselves uh, are in a position where they may be moving from disability living allowance to personal independence payment and they're hearing us talking about changes. Can you just outline for us again what those changes being proposed by the government are? Well, yes, the uh, the government uh, in changing over from disability living allowance to personal independence payment Uh, The government was intending to make savings because uh, they thought that PIP would be much harder to get than DLA. Uh, But in fact, they haven't made the savings that they intended to make, and so they're looking around for savings. And what they're proposing is that people who qualify for PIP on the basis that they use aids or appliances uh, in connection with their disability um, should not find it so easy to get PIP as they did before, or there should be some different version of PIP um, in those circumstances. And they've put forward five options, which I won't go into in great detail, but they're things like proposing possibly a lump sum instead of a regular benefit or or a lower rate of benefit, um, or instead of getting two points for using an aid or appliance, you'd only get one, which would make it harder to to accumulate the eight points you need in order to qualify. So there's various different options, and and all the disability organisations have been saying, no, we don't like any of them. Um, The the whole point about um, the aids and appliances route into claiming PIP is that the fact that you need aids and appliances show that you have a disability which is going to lead towards extra costs. So they're perfectly good as a proxy for extra costs. Um, The system isn't broken, so it doesn't need fixing. Mm, So you're really rejecting all of the ideas that the government's come up with. You want things to remain as they were when personal independence payment came around first time. Well, I'm sure that personal independence payment can be improved. We're not not saying it's perfect by any means. And in fact, uh, RNIB is wanting to talk to officials about ways of improving the benefit. But this wouldn't improve it. It would would make it uh, much 
less effective. Uh, and a number of people, uh, when the review came up, would uh, would lose um, PIP or, or drop from the higher to the lower rate. So we obviously don't want that to happen, and that's why we're campaigning against it. It seems to me that you know this letter has been written by a number of charities, including RNIB. Uh, it does suggest perhaps that it's quite difficult then to get those officials to sit down with you as a charity uh, and actually have a conversation about this. Well, I think there's two different sort of sets of issues here. There are issues that affect disabled people right across the board and the Disability Benefits Consortium, which we're a member of and which has more than 60 member agencies, um, has put forward its own response, which makes a lot of the same points that we've made. But there's a whole set of specific issues as well as affect blind and partially sighted people. And we're always in discussion with the DWP over trying to improve this or that benefit in relation to blind and partially sighted people. So uh, we, are, uh, we are hopeful they'll carry on talking to us. Um, but that's to do with... Um, that's to do with making the benefit more sensitive to the situation of blind and partially sighted people. That's not to do with trying to dissuade them from going ahead with this particular set of changes, which which is a, a different thing. Now, we've seen some interesting uh, political movement in uh, the government over the past couple of weeks. We've seen uh, the Lords overturn decisions on uh, tax credits and also the employment and support allowance benefit being cut by £30 for those who are on the supporting into work phase of that. Um, so that's rather interesting. But what it does highlight is the need for people to talk to their MPs, doesn't it? Because this kind of support from the Lords could well be overturned by the government unless those backbench MPs stand up and say, actually, no, this is wrong. So getting involved, getting, uh, you know, having a word with your MP or writing a letter to your MP really is crucial in all of this. Yes, that's absolutely right. The employment support allowance decision, we were very happy with with the result in the Lords, and we, we need to keep the, the pressure up in the Commons. Um, the trouble with the PIP uh, issue is that it won't require a bill, it just requires a change in regulations, which can go through much faster. So that makes it all the more important that people do right to their MPs, so as MPs know that it's an issue. And uh, we do have an action up on the website uh, www.rnib.org.uk and it's uh, up on the front page of, of the website uh, where people can um, access a letter to send to their MP and either send it as it is or, or tweak it as you want to. And for those who don't have access to the internet, uh, our campaign's hotline um, can uh, can help with sending a response. That's uh, 7391 2123. And uh, as usual, Stephen, anyone who's concerned about their own benefit situation and wants advice, um, then it's the helpline, which is 0303-123-9999. And that's for if you've got, uh, you want advice on your own particular benefit situation. Plus, if you want to write to your MP over the PIP changes or the proposed PIP changes, then it's uh, either through the website or the campaign's hotline. Jeff Emister, who works within the uh, RNIB campaigns team and does some fabulous work. Thanks, as always, for joining us here on Insight. Thanks very much. Thanks for listening to this podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. For more podcasts, check out insightradio.co.uk.